I'm Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Back check, Dandy. And we're from Geek Shock, and you're listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand. <laughs> Brought to you by Matt's terrible voice and Australia wide by Good Games. There's a Thunderstone Kickstarter. It's an exciting new release from AEG in the same way that it isn't a spare part for a Harley Davidson. It's Thunderstone Quest. A journey into the dark recesses of a nefarious underworld reminds me of the time I tried nightclubbing and dropped my inhaler behind a communal settee. Thankfully, this has nothing to do with Thunderstone Quest, but it is up to you whether your hands get sticky. Speaking of which, this is Seven Land Hand. Ah, but what does it all mean to gamers? Today's pod stretch goals are Matt McHale. No, I'm getting really self-conscious about my woohoos now. That's pretty bad. My voice is broken. <laughs> it's, it's, it's broken and then it's unbroken. Yeah. You'll be a seven-year-old boy before we know it. Unbelievable. I'm like puberty Welcome in reverse. To that. You are, exactly. I can see it <laughs> happening. And uh, Jamie Lawrence over there in Hurstville, how are you going? Shh, they haven't unlocked me yet. Oh, oh, I, oh I see. You've still got the little uh, locked padlock logo on you right they need to contribute more money yeah oh yeah speaking of which uh no we don't have any of that just e- email all of your cash to podcast at sevenlandhand.com i'm sure it works yeah. like that uh, that way we can unlock jamie no we come at the right price which is free yeah uh welcome to a thunderstone I quest those, oh. I, I could be one of those social stretch goals where they've just got to share it on facebook to get me <laughs> that always seems so easy yeah, well, I was about to tell the listeners that we're, we're doing a Thunderstone Quest mini extra special today, and um, we'll be back next week, in fact, with our main show. Um, but have you found anything geeky in the corners of your dungeon or down the back of your sticky settee, guys? I, uh, I went to the world of the future from the land long ago tonight. Okay. And... Uh... Oh. Set up Imperial Assault and played with my son for the first time. <laughs> Imperial Assault, yeah, yeah. I just got that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was super fun, and he loved it, and we're going to start the campaign and do the whole thing. Ooh, that, that's actually, I've got some inside information that Cannington Good Games is about to go Imperial Assault large. Yeah. My uh, sneak preview hasn't been announced that, I don't think. It has no, now. Uh, it has now. It's, I lent uh, global. my copy to uh, Dan to, uh, yeah, yeah. so he can uh, get to grips with the game. Oh, okay. Same it's been there. sitting on my shelf for a while. Talking hiding. about nefarious hands down the back of places. <laughs> Someone's lifted, you, lifted your Imperial Assault <laughs> box. So I thought I owned a copy of Imperial Assault, but in actuality, it just turned out to be your copy. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. I, remember, I remember we opened a pack and we played with it. Actually, you did an unboxing we did of that, didn't you? We did a review of it. <laughs> no, I think Jamie, the one unboxing that Jamie did was Imperial Assault, wasn't it? I believe so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, go to the Seven Land Hand Wikipedia page and uh, get, the, get the details. <laughs> I'm, sure it, oh, I'm sure it exists. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, well, before we get into like a bit more fun, fun, geeky stuff, we just wanted to have a, a heartfelt shout out just to our friends in in Brisbane world. Yeah, uh, Brisbane. Uh, yeah, Brisbane. Good games. It burnt down. Yeah, oh, it sort of burnt down. I think it's and as it's gamers smoke know, damage. yeah, smoke, the, uh... smoke damage and full of water. And there's nothing that a magic card hates oh. more, and or board games, or any of the stuff that good games stock, than uh, a lot of water oh, and a lot carpet. of smoke. Uh, yeah. So, so um, good thoughts up north. Yeah, there you go. Or well over east for us. Um, but yeah, if, if you're in that neighbourhood, yeah, show them a bit of love, uh, a bit of support. You know, it's going to be a bit tough getting their hours sorted out, but they're doing everything to get the wheels back turning. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what happens, isn't it? Uh, yeah, uh, and the weekend gig, Matt. Now I'm, I mentioned to you that 
there was a little bit of uh, pent up blood rage. Okay, yeah. Nothing to do with blood rage at all. <clears throat> yeah. I've been on the Netflix trail. Oh, yeah. And I found something that, oh, I wasn't overly interested in, but I thought it might be fun, might be interesting. Yeah. The Shannara Chronicles. Oh, no. Don't know nothing about that. Oh. Well, it's, it's a, a, a sci-fi like the... fantasy set in the, the future, Earth's yeah. future, where there's been evolution has taken hold and there are now elves and trolls and dwarves and gnomes that have, you know, offshoots of evolution, basically. Okay. And it seems... You don't really know it's the future straight away. But that, that's right. But it's, it, there, it's alluded to a lot. Yeah, there's hints, which is nice. Fashion really, is one thing. I quite like it. It's a good little show. Yeah, you know what? I, I thought, I'll give this a chance. It's not my usual thing. Uh, you know, my usual thing being lost. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, less of that said. Moving right So I, I got through. I gave, I gave it a chance. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's not aimed at a very... It's, not, it's aimed at a younger demographic, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I was happy to watch it. I got about, I think seven episodes or eight episodes in and then all of a sudden my ability to suspend <laughs> disbelief yeah it wor- it worked its way through you. It, it, you you actually saw a series and you walked away i did wow yeah and there's we the reason it. yeah <laughs> the reason is because it's, it's just completely ludicrous the characters fell into a i don't care if i spoil this because it's just yeah. so stupid just don't watch it listener just yeah. <laughs> make up your own mind <laughs> it's garbage even matt won't watch it they fell through into what must have been an old high school or something like that where there was a a ball going on you know like yeah, a yeah, yeah. homecoming high ball. something like that yeah and okay, fair one of those enough. things that we don't have, but Australia tries to copy off the US. Yeah, that's it. And therefore, we do have them, but just crap versions. Exactly. Of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a homecoming. They call it homecoming. Yeah. And okay, all right. It survived the fact that it's set hundreds of years in the future with goblins. Yeah. Well, it, might, it must be even more than that. I don't know. Hundreds, if not thousands, of years in the future. Mm. And I, I know I saw it. Helium balloons. <laughs> yeah. Helium balloons. Is that what did it in for you? That managed to survive hundreds of years without... Well, they weren't blown up the whole time. Oh. Without yeah, sinking. That would put me on tilt. I understand that. <laughs> so I'm, I was prepared to suspend disbelief on this because it's, it's, a, it's not great. It's, Hang on, it's but they really went through time to arrive at this place. No, 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 no. No, they just fell through a ceiling. Right. That had been covered what, up with Goblins dirt. aren't allowed to have helium balloons. <laughs> Let's see. They can this make is... their own up, right? They've this... got helium tanks. <laughs> well, we don't, I've helium... seen no evidence of helium tanks anywhere. Yet, what I saw was... Did some of the goblins have higher voices than usual? Uh, I didn't see any goblins. <laughs> yeah. There are oh. gnomes, and they look kind of funny. But helium balloon in this sealed chamber, floating. As right. high as a helium balloon would. And that that tore it for me. I saw that and I went, nah, I'm out. Because there is no way a helium balloon (laughs) is going to be floating hundreds, if not even weeks. But what if they'd just done it five minutes ago this and set up the ball? This be a pretty magic helium balloon, I tell They'd you. just set up the ball five minutes ago. All right, let's have a dance. And then they've done it all. Oh, the theme was uh, apocalypse and uh, end of the world and nobody's going to go there. Nobody's going to attend. 
Yeah. There are definitely some unfortunate, uh, unfortunate moments where realism is lost uh, in that show. But uh, I think I'm a sucker for anything with Jonathan Rhys Davies in it. <laughs> he was, he's, you know what? He he was pretty good. Uh, he had that old sort of, oh, I don't know that that voice that he's got, which is, I'm so important. I've got a big important voice. You listen to what I say, but there's a slight madness behind it as well. Yeah, um, he's a very talented actor. Hmm. But yeah, it's lost me. So I'm sorry, Shannara Chronicles. You thumbs, are going to be the first two thumbs down. First Netflix series that I am not going to watch the rest of. Wow, which I think is only one episode. Well, I've, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I haven't. I've started one and not gone back to it, and I think it's going to be garbage. It's a San, Santa Clarita Diet with oh. uh, Drew Barrymore, where she just suddenly a couple of episodes into that, and I'm. It's very light but fun. It's silly. Wait, is yeah, that, is it is. Drew Barrymore and the guy from Community. I don't know about that. He's he's a bad actor. This guy. Oh. He's like you know you're watching. You just go. I could do better. I was going. I could do better than that. Hey, <laughs> and calling out to the wife. I was going. Hey, Fiona, look what. You know, and then I repeat the line. I was going. That's more convincing than that. What we just watched, wasn't it? And um, she just nods it's, her head uh, and goes back to sleep. Community. It just looks a lot like him. Does it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. But look, yeah, I'm, I'm about. We, we marathoned it all night one song. night. Oh, Jamie's still going. I marathoned, <laughs> marathoned it all, all evening one yeah. evening and we haven't gone back to it because I replaced it in the mail with the magic of the internet. <laughs> the Dave Chappelle Show DVDs came. <laughs> oh, man. I'm in seventh <laughs> heaven. That stuff's good. What are you pulling a face for, I Matt? never got into Chappelle. Oh, have you ever seen the Prince skit or the... Uh, Rick James stuff. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie, yeah, the Rick James stuff. If, if you don't like Charlie Murphy True Hollywood stories, it's not for you. Well, there we go. It's not for me. No. Oh, it's yeah. gold. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. All right. Well, I won't go on about that then. <laughs> what about you, Jamie? What have you been watching? Um, honestly, it's been pretty light on TV lately. Um, there, there hasn't been a lot of time. Well, I've been with, catching up on um, Castle because I'm a couple of seasons behind. Oh, yeah. And, Castle. Uh, it's a procedural. It never changes, you know. But it's fun, and and Nathan Billion's charming. Stars Fire Firefly guy. Oh, that fi- is Firefly guy. Hey, Firefly guy. I think of him as Firefly guy. I'm not a Firefly guy myself. Firefly guy is in Santa Clarita Diet. Ah. He is briefly. Ah, so you said briefly. Spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is briefly. <laughs> he looks a bit chubbier these days, which uh, Drew Barrymore found very tasty. Hey, um, actually, seeing Drew Barrymore in anything has has piqued my interest because Drew Barrymore for me was, you know, that one friggin' awesome. She was that that one that you would, you know, yeah. She's great. She's great. She seems to have lost a little bit. Like it's that spark in her eye seems to have died. <laughs> like she spent five years doing something she didn't want to do, but you know, which is remarkable, really, because from being a child in ET, she did about twenty years of doing stuff yeah. that. Maybe what well, she wanted to do, but she probably shouldn't have done. I just picked up the the picture of it, and the guy who I'm thinking of from Community, Timothy Oliphant, was um, uh, Agent sixty nine. You know, eight from um, Get Smart. No, no, from <laughs> I don't know the agent from Shield? that assassin show, that assassin wow. game. Um, Facts. Holy crap! I can't. Um, the assassin, yeah. You know, the bald guy with the barcode on the back of his neck. Uh, help me out, listener. Scream it out from wherever Twelve you monkeys. are. No, no, no. He's got his bald head and barcode. We, it was one of the first uh, yeah. 
God, I can't believe it. But you are dancing with your shoulders a lot, which is that's how you get information out of your head, isn't it? You roll your shoulders around yeah, going, that's it. Oh, it's, I get the wiggle oh, on, yeah. and then all of a sudden it, <laughs> it comes up from somewhere in the lower spine. Do you mean Hitman? Hitman, yes. Thank right. you. Thank you, Jamie. Thank the internet that's at right. Jamie's house, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. He was in the movie, the, the first movie version of Hitman. Right. I forgot you were talking about, so no one gives a shit about that. <laughs> hey, speaking of things that nobody gives a shit about, we've really talked like a small rant. You know, we're, I've covered well in advance uh, to a lengthy, lengthy detail my hate for the people's use of the word eclectic. Because they never, if, if you're someone who uses the word eclectic, stop using it, go and read up on what it actually means. And then never use it again because you're an idiot. But, you know, if you must, look it up because everyone's using it. No one knows what it means. They think, well, anyway, moving beyond that because I'm sick to death of talking about it. I've got a new one. You know what people are calling out? I think this um, Annette Benning I heard overuse it in an interview on Mark Maron podcast, which I enjoy. Mm, yeah. Uh, it's referring to anything as very human. You know, like, but it'd be bizarre stuff. They'll go like, oh, this movie that uh, we were just in, it's was, it was a very human movie. It's mm. such a human movie. It's like, well, of course it is, because it's not like three rocks doing sound, a, a giraffe on the <laughs> boom, uh, you know, a gorilla on the camera, and like three African violets acting out right. Hamlet. No, it's all done by humans, because of, of course it's <laughs> of course a human experience. <laughs> everything that we do is a human experience. Even if it's shit, it's a human thing, because we're shit at stuff too. <laughs> so just shut up. There's a pointless thing to say. It, it does sound like so uh, very My voice has gone high, because I'm not upset by it. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like a very overused thing, isn't it, to call something is human and yeah. and when referring to human nature and the fact that human only person, human achievement only person that can do it it's <laughs> uh, anything that can happen is uh, on blade runner by Roy Batty and by Rob Zombie in reference to blade runner <laughs> by saying more human than human and, exactly. and that's it All right so Mark, also by data anytime that he wants to Nah, data can't do anything <laughs> <laughs> mic drop all right uh, what else have we got anything uh, Save something for next week, shall we? Oh, yeah. Well, well this evening, we, yeah, that's a good point, because right after this, Matt and I are going to play uh, or next week's game. We can tell. We, people know what it is. We opened yeah, it. Didn't we? Burgle, Burgle Brothers. Burgle, Burgle Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, tonight, Matt and I are going to play it. And um, we got told off by my 12-year-old son tonight, because he's <laughs> like going, what? what? What are you doing down the shit? What are you? You're recording a podcast. And I was like, yeah, we're recording a podcast. He goes, but you haven't played Burgle Brothers enough yet, because no, no. he knows we need to reach a certain level before we're there. That's a sign of a good game, really, if it's held a uh, uh, 12-year-old's interest. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because we've had him in as an extra player every, every couple yeah. of weeks. But, um, yeah, it's good that we've got quality control. They're working for the listener <laughs> to make sure that we don't just sit back, drink beer, and watch um, Santa Clarita Diet or Lost. Yeah, well, you've saved me a bullet there, probably, because I was looking at watching that. No, don't watch Lost. Oh, Santa Clarita. <laughs> Santa Clarita oh, I don't know. <laughs> Jamie's still on board, but I know we seem to have different tastes to Jamie as well. So, oh, of course. We'll give it a couple more episodes. And we'll For see example, if... I never went into Lost at all. No, <laughs> see, there you go. Um, so, yeah, give it a few more episodes and we'll probably come. I, I can't see. I think it might be too silly for me and just be, I think I might be out, but we'll see. We'll see. Fair enough. Um, oh, okay. Jumping ahead. Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going we'll play, to play a bit of music, have a bit of a chat about what this game, Thunderstone Quest, actually is, and then, by the magic of internet stuff, uh, Jamie recorded a, an interview with somebody who he'll reveal in uh, the other side of this bit of music, yeah? That sounds Absolutely. great. <laughs> All right. Let's do that, shall we? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
smooth tones. Okay, today we're uh, talking about Thunderstone Quest. This is a, a, a game, well, Thunderstone has been out before, but uh, this Thunderstone Quest is a new reimagining or something, or a, a new version of the game. Yeah. Uh, and and that's what we're here to find out about, right? Yeah. Uh, in a couple of minutes, Jamie, we've got an interview uh, between Jamie and John Zinzer, who's the CEO of AEG, and he definitely that's can go, go deep on it. What do we know just in, in general, Jamie? What can you tell us about the game? Okay, so uh, Thunderstone came out in 2009, I think. Yeah. So it's a, a deck-building game where you are an adventurer going on a dungeon crawl. So you spend your turns either using your cards deck-building style to get some money and generate some buy, buy some good equipment or followers, things you'll need in the dungeon, or you delve into the dungeon, you try and battle up, beat up some monsters, get some gold, win some, win some games. Was, Jamie, this the same as Thunderstone Advance? Was it the same game? Uh, so, Thunderstone Advance was the second version of Thunderstone, which added a whole bunch of new stuff to the game and, um, and cleaned up a couple of rules from the first version. And now Thunderstone mm-hmm. Quest, uh, I think Thunderstone I think Advanced came out about three years ago. Uh, yeah. And then Thunderstone Quest now is uh, about to kickstart next week. Yeah, so twenty. And it promises to even more refine the game, and add in a whole bunch of uh, new stuff that really sort of makes the game simulate that role-playing experience, that dungeon crawling, battling through, leveling up uh, game. So it, it kickstarts on the twenty-second in the US, which in Australia is the twenty-third. So if wherever else you are in the world, work it out from from there. <laughs> but has, has it always been an AEG game, Jamie? Yep. Yeah. Since day one. Okay, because some of the, some of the some titles have moved around a bit. I so, remember I have I have actually played it. Maybe it might have been the first edition of it. I'm not quite sure, but they had a very interesting system with when you delve into the dungeon, you take on the monsters in sequence. Is that right? You start off with a a monster and then you move on to the next one and the next one and the next one, and you basically you have to do it in a single run. Is that was that right? Accurate? Something like that? No, you're you're allowed to stop, but um, the the problem is that the deeper you go into the dungeon, the more light you need because it gets darker and darker. Yeah. Uh, so there's cards that generate light as well as combat um, power, and if you can't see, you can't fight. Right. How's, how's it set out on the table then? And, and do we know what Thunderstone Quest? How that's going to look? Um, there's a couple of mock-ups around on the internet, but. Um, the, as you'll see when we speak with John, the sure. uh, the full thing is uh, it's expansive. Um, it's a very very big game with a lot of stuff, and uh, I guess one of the, one of the easiest comparisons is probably Legendary, um, in terms of in terms of the way that it looks on the table. Podcast favorite. Uh, so you're going to get <laughs> a dungeon laid out in one place. You're going to have a village laid out in another. You're going to have your little play area in front of you where you're playing cards and shuffling your deck up. Is and it, uh, you might have some stuff sticking around from turn to turn to help you out. Is it three and a half billion times better than Legendary, though? That is my question. <laughs> it, is, yeah. it is a minimum of seven billion times better than Legendary. <laughs> Fantastic. Because Legendary, look, Legendary, I want to say that the Alien and Predator versions are okay. Yeah, but the real, the real problem is that Legendary takes ten years to set up and fifty minutes to play. Yeah, 
um, and that doesn't make for a great experience. And that's what that's kind of what we found. One of the things that John talks about is that they know they know that that's an issue with some games, and they don't want to do that. It's a quick thing to set up. It'll keep you playing for a while. You can customize it. You can change it. You can do all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Did did he did he give hints at uh, stretch goals and exciting stuff and that sort of stuff? Or can are we allowed to talk about that now? Yeah. Well, he's he's he didn't even need to give hints really. AEG's already um, sort of jumped the gun and said we've got this Kickstarter started next week. But if you guys spread <laughs> word of the Kickstarter far enough on Facebook and uh, and social media, yeah, then we're adding in from day one a stretch goal. Ah. Nice guys. Hey, you know, yeah, it's, it's, Todd they've, they've head screwed on right. Todd Rowland has come very close to being the per, the first person to be interviewed twice on this show, and he's dodged the bullet here by by sending John in. Um, but yeah, I was very someone excited. higher up the chain than him. Yeah, because you know, at Gen Con, <laughs> I was I was heading back to the uh, AEG booth, and they go, "Come on, Todd, let's have a chat." But you know, he was otherwise occupied. Um, but hey, anyway, we keep referencing this interview. Why don't we listen to the interview, and then um, then we've got something to we've got some more knowledge that we can reflect upon. Yeah, let's do Good it. Plan. Let's do it. <laughs> Matt? Um, why don't we do that? Right no, now? we're just having a go at Matt because he always says, let's do it, and I have to edit it out. So. <laughs> All right, look, you know what, Matt? I'll tell you what, I'll give you a new catchphrase. You ready? Yeah, go for it. Open fire. Oh, can I? I'm, I'm, I'm I like my the, open fire. Oh, how about? <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought we'd cut. <laughs> Guys, I'm here to interview John. Uh, he and I have, uh, we've been friends for about five years now on and off, and it's always been a pleasure to speak to him, especially today, because we're going to talk about Thunderstone Quest. For those of you who don't know John, he's an accomplished game designer, an old school role player, and uh, he's the CEO of AEG, uh, which is the company launching Thunderstone Quest on Kickstarter soon. Um, so look, John, I'm going to jump right into it. When Thunderstone first came out, uh, my son was two, and now he's ten, and he's likely to sit down and play this new version with me. So tell me a bit about Thunderstone, the game's history, and what sets Thunderstone Quest apart from the predecessors. Okay, excellent. Uh, I can certainly do that. So, um, so Thunderstone was, uh, you know, is a child uh, like um, like most deck builders of Dominion. Um, you know, my my team and I became enamored with. Uh, with, with Dominion after it came out and, and, and realized that, that deck building was a wonderful engine for, um, you know, delivering all sorts of experiences in game. And we are, uh, as you said, I'm an old school role player. And, uh, and, and so, you know, my first love is dungeon delving and dungeon quests and stuff. And so we decided to, to make a Reese's peanut butter cup and, and crush deck building with dungeon delving and, <laughs> and, and Thunderstone was built. And uh, so that the, the original Thunderstone, the original Thunderstone is much more like, say, you know, a pure deck builder. It is, um, it is about you know um, putting as many good cards into your deck as possible and mining out as many bad cards as you can to get your deck just operating as fast as as, as humanly possible. Um, uh, and and we think that Thunderstone Advance sort of took that to the next level, and we we. We, you know, we tried to, 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 to make the game as balanced as possible, knowing that deck builder players like to, you know, that really like to thin out their decks and, and make them as fast as they possibly can. Um, the thing that was missing, that I think was missing in the first two versions of Thunder. 
and they are amazing games and I would play them any time, is that um, is that they were they were sort of all deck building and um, and no adventure. They didn't have the adventure side of the game. You were you were technically going to a dungeon to kill monsters in the other two versions of the game, but you weren't actually going to the dungeon to kill the monsters. You were technically shopping in the village um, uh, during the game to buy cards and put them into your deck, but there wasn't this feeling that you were actually sort of in the village. And so when we sat down to do the third edition of the game, we said, um, you know, how can we how can we take the the core theme of what of what Thunderstone is? and make sure that that is what the deck building part of the game is about. So um, the game is still a fast-paced, you know, uh, deck thinning, deck building game where you're trying to get your deck to work as fast as possible. But um, when you go to the village, um, you really feel like you're in a village getting prepped to go for an adventure. So you're buying cards and you're leveling up your adventures, but you also have certain tokens that you can buy and places on the board that you can sort of move your character. You have a meeple in this game, which you haven't had in the other ones, and you can move your character, which will allow you to do certain cool things while you're in the village to prep for going to the dungeon. Sounds um, sounds really exciting. I've played a lot of the original Thunderstone, so uh, so I know where, you, where you're going with, with all this. And the idea of, yeah, putting more story in and more, more quest, I guess, um, is really appealing. generations but it's been eight years since the first thunderstone came out and there's going to have been a lot of new gamers who have you know picked up the hobby since then yes what does what does thunderstone quest bring to someone who's who's experiencing all this for the first time What, what, what do you think is is special about it that sets it aside from other deck builders so i think that um Ascension and 
and some of the sort of faster setup, faster play um, games that are out there. Uh, but when it but when it ultimately came down to it, what we we, we decided that that the experience of Thunderstone to be more like we had originally intended, we wanted to you know to stay true to its old to its old self. So I think that that um, you know I think that if you want to feel like you are actually going on a you know on a dungeon delve uh, and you like deck building, this is this is going to be the you know this is the crunchy crunchy game for you, right? There are a number of sort of light, fast, um, uh, family-esque uh, uh, dungeon building or, or deck, deck, game, deck building games that are out there, but, but, but Thunderstone's a, it's a crunchy game, right? It's, it, it harkens back to our days of, you know, games like Legend of the Five Rings and Doomtown that were, that were, that were built for gamers to, you know, to go to town on. So I think that's, that's probably where, where Quest has its strength. It really does have that that sort of old school feel to it. Um, having been there when you know through the the eighties and nineties when all the dungeon crawls in role playing were happening, uh, not that they don't happen now, but you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I can understand what you're saying. It's it's you've you've really simulated that feeling of going down into a dungeon, you know, battling your way through the hordes. Uh, it's great. I've got to ask you, thematically speaking, what's a thunderstone? <laughs> so, um, so, hey, so you know, every world is built off of you know, sort of a, a you know, different nuggets of ideas or or origins, right? And um, I, it, it's my understanding. It's been a while since I uh, since I remember the actual origins of the Thunderstone story. But um, uh, you know, th this Thunderstone was this 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 magical thing that was broken up and 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 um, and split and sent throughout a bunch of different you know, universes to sort of um, protect those universes from an uh, from an ultimate evil bad guy, which in the original games is uh, his nickname was Doom. <laughs> and, uh, um, and so um, uh, those magical shards actually would allow players to make relics and items, and and and, and that's what what sort of heroic quests in the world. That uh, the world where Thunderstone uh, was being played was happening, so it was sort of sort of the driving force of, of magic and and sort of the um, the idea of magic entering those those universes, and that was the, the reason why people went on adventures and you know ended up fighting each other and 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 you know fantasy worlds got created. So uh, the idea in the original game was that you would get a number of these Thunderstones back together and create a powerful enough weapon that you would actually finally be able to get it you know, a chance to fight against you. Very cool. Um, you are, um, there, there are, there are big bad guys at the end of every session. And, um, and, and, and based on all the things that you've done in the game, you're going to get them an opportunity to go, you know, to go whack those guys. Um, we, we affectionately call them pinatas and play test. Right? <laughs> To do everything that, that, that you want your deck to do, and then on that last turn, you're going to get an opportunity to to go whack the bad guy pinata and see what sort of good stuff falls out based on how how, how well you did building your deck during the game. So, very cool. Other other characters in Thunderstone are they just generic fantasy characters, or have you gone back and dug through your old character sheets and pulled out specific guys? <laughs> so um, we are bringing back. A from from old Thunderstone.
Um, we have some we have some old favorites, which will which will be making uh, cameo appearances in the new game. And there's a uh, secret but not so secret plan that that if the Thunderstone on Kickstarter gets um, to a to a high enough level, we're going to do a retro set as a bonus item for um, for customers as the as the Kickstarter gets bigger. But we'll have to see if that if that happens. Um, we're also taking some of the uh, characters that had minor roles, like we had some really cool villagers and stuff that, that, that were only on villager cards that didn't become characters, and we're, um, we're telling their little story about how they went from villagers to become, you know, actual characters in the game because they were just too badass to be contained in the village. <laughs> Very cool. All right, so look, um, you're also blazing a bit of a trail with the way that you guys are running the Kickstarter campaign. Uh, you guys are using social media pretty extensively, and you've got the Kick It Here program. Can you tell us a bit about how all that's going to work? Sure. I um, you know, my, 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 my social media experts would have to would have to speak to that, but I can but I can talk really passionately about the the, the Kick It Here program, right? So uh, Kickstarter has been has been around since two thousand and nine now, and people are you know there are a, a bunch of games that have been launched and purchased on Kickstarter, and um, I think there's been a, a, a real battle between um, um, between the, the benefits that Kickstarter has brought to new and even um, you know old game companies like EEG to be able to do certain things in games that they might not be able to do, which was the sort of original intent of Kickstarter to what Kickstarter has become, which is a which is a you know the opportunity to do that, but also the opportunity to market to a whole bunch of different people because Kickstarter has a, a pretty wide voice. We've been very hesitant to jump into the Kickstarter business because we have an amazing relationship with with, with local retail, and so um, uh, our um, Kick It Here program is specifically designed for AEG's best retailers. Basically, if a retailer um, you know um, shows a little gumption and um, and supports the, the projects that we're going to do on Kickstarter. We want them to basically take pre-orders from their customers in their stores, and then those customers will be able to get the exact same product that the people are buying on Kickstarter, but it will go through the local retailer to get to them. Now, um, there will be some difficulties in, in, in doing this over time because you know there's not going to be as much visibility. You have excitement and visibility with the growth of, of you know the number on Kickstarter. But it, but it, but it's our belief that we would rather have a, you know, a, a number that's a little bit less than what it might be on Kickstarter, and you know, that the hundred or two hundred or three hundred game stores out there that that want to support Thunderstone long term after it is, you know, had its launch on Kickstarter, um, that they get to, 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 to scoop some of the cream off the top as well by 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 providing that product to their customers. That's pretty fantastic. Um, speaking as a retailer, you know, wow. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> okay, so look, let's, um, let's fast forward to the future. Right. When a backer gets their delivery that's got their Thunderstone in it and they crack the box, what are they going to see? So the, um, they're going to see a, uh, well, they're going to see it. They're going to see, to start with Thunderstone is at its core card game, right? So they're going to see a gigantic box of cards. There's going to be a thousand plus cards in the game, in the main Kickstarter, and that will, that will likely grow as the, uh, as the Kickstarter grows. Um, they're going to get um, 
a series of adventure tiles, dungeon tiles that are associated with the different adventures. And so, um, uh, like all good deck builders, you'll ultimately be able to mix and match any of the tiles or cards or any of the stuff from, from Thunderstone when you go to play on your own. But the initial product is actually going to be presented in a way where you can um, actually sort of walk through the story of um, a series of adventure quests and, um, and basically introduce yourself to different characters, monsters, bad guys, um, you know, as you're experiencing the product. Um, there's also going to be a, uh, a, a, a big chunk of, of cool wooden tokens. The box that the, that the main Kickstarter comes in is going to, um, it's, it's not going to be the same as the big geeky box, the one we've done for, for Smash Up, but it'll be of that same quality and it'll be divided up in such a way so that it's easy to sort your cards and your, um, your tiles and um, your tokens. Um, you know, we're going to borrow from a lot of the, 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 the best things that we've done in some of our other games. So um, if folks bought our game um, trains, we had an amazing plastic train where you kept all the wooden tokens in there. And Love that um, game. Yeah, we have, we have scavenged trains games many, many times for prototypes and for other games because that, that, that plastic train for holding the tokens is so awesome. So there's going to be something like that for all your wooden tokens in the game. So it'll be... It'll, it'll be a giant box of dungeon-delving goodness. Fantastic. So, stepping away from Thunderstone for a moment, um, I've, I've been a fan of AEG since day one, personally. Um, but, but in particular, you and your career, you've, you've walked between the worlds of board game, RPG, and CCG design. So, you've, I'm guessing you've probably got a pretty good picture of, of games and what they're really about. What do you think are some of the key things that bring gamers to a game, irrespective of what format it's in? So, well, um, somebody much smarter than I once said that the number one reason why somebody starts or quits playing a game is someone to play with. <laughs> so, so irrespective of, you know, how, how good your game is, I think that, 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 um, that gamers are the glue that holds our, you know, that, that, that makes gaming work. Um, as far as what I think makes, you know, a, a game work for AEG, um, for us, the games that have always worked best are the ones that sort of start with a, with a nugget of um, us wanting to provide an experience for players and then building up from that nugget, right? So with Thunderstone Quest, we want to, you know, for people to sort of have that, that dungeon delving experience. With Legend of the Five Rings, we, um, we, we didn't just want to make a samurai, you know, combat game. We wanted people to, to, to have a feeling the entire time that they were playing um, uh, Legend of the Five Rings that they were, you know, that they were immersed in a samurai universe. Everything from, you know, the, 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 the way you turned your cards and the things that you did during the game, which would, you know, give you, um, that, there goes my dog. I told you he was going to do that. Muggles, <laughs> it's okay. We're just on, we're just on air there. Welcome to the so, show, Muggles. <laughs> welcome to the show, Uh So, um, uh, you know, for us, it, it, it's about creating, creating finding the, the thing that we want to do experience that we want to give players and then hammering that in the best possible way that we can. And sometimes that's about sometimes that's about a sort of a role-playing game feeling like the one I was talking about with Legend of Five Rings. And sometimes with a game stay like Smash Up, where our you know our ultimate goal with Smash Up 
um, was we wanted to give non-CCG players the same feeling, smart feeling that a CCG player had after they had built a deck, right? So, so the pitch for the original Smashup was it's instant built deck. Right, so a, a person in the in, in, in Muggle world, right, who had never experienced um, recursion out of your discard pile. I do apologize. I think that's my wife showing up now. That's okay. <laughs> hey, so you, you pull Muggles downstairs. I'm in an interview. Um, so. <laughs> it's, uh, it's okay. Uh, Our show gives you an insight into the lives of game designers. <laughs> so, uh. Uh, so the, the players who didn't have an opportunity to, um, people who had not experienced um, cards coming out of your discard pile or um, a weenie blitz deck or that type of thing, the, the core idea of, of Smash Up was, listen, we're going to give people this experience, but we're going to give it to them instantly, right? They're going to get their, their, their feel for what it feels like to have a built deck without having to build a deck. And then maybe, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll want to move off into LCGs or CCGs and build their own deck because they've had that experience. And, and obviously, you know, we, we did that one really well because I think that, that, that Smash Up continues to give you a new feeling for sort of cool built, instant built deck each time we put out a new expansion. It's super fun. So, um, look, you've achieved and done so much in the industry, John. I'm, I mean, you must have a spare room in your house for the Origins Awards. But... Looking into the crystal ball, what do you think lies ahead for you after Thunderstone Quest? Well, for me personally, I um, uh, I, I just moved out of a very big house into a very small house and moved down to the beach. And my my my, my goal now that I'm in my fifties is that um, you know, I want to be more involved in um, the game design side, the game design side of things at our company, um, and a little less involved in the business. Um, operations, day-to-day -day stuff of the business, and so I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. For for us as a company, we have some amazing new products on the schedule um, for uh, you know after Thunderstone Quest. We've got um, a, a a fantastic social game by a game designer named Brian Marloni called Cutthroat Kingdoms. Um, it's a you know it's a game about making and breaking deals and um, it, you know has a lot of social um, you know play elements that that, that that most of the times only role playing games bring to the table. Um, we have the um, we have the follow up product to Mystic Veil, which was actually the first card crafting product that we bought. It's a game called Edge of Darkness. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, it is a gigantic, super immersive. Um, double-sided card crafting experience with a cube tower and monsters on one side of the card and heroes that you're that you're that you're um, recruiting on the other side of the card and the city that you're defending from you know impending doom. It is uh, and, and it, it was such a big game that when we when we played it the first time, we told the game designer, we're like, there are like six new things in this product. We're gonna need people into what we're doing here and uh, a few weeks later he brought us back Mystic Veil and he said well here's a game that shows you how to build a card and, and use the card crafting mechanic and I think if you know how to do this then you're it's going to be real easy to figure out how to play Edge of Darkness and we think that he was was right I mean Mystic Veil is is probably my favorite game that we've done in the last few years I've 
I, I joke that I have now, I'm now upwards of 150 to 200 losses at Mystic Bill because <laughs> I play with people who are just smarter than I am. And, uh, and I'll still, I'll still shuffle up and play anytime. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I think that, um, I think we've got some amazing card crafting games coming. We've got, uh, some really nice, you know, relationships with new designers for stuff that we're going to be putting out, in, you know, at the end of this year and, and in 2018. Looking forward to seeing it all. So look, one last question. This is, this is the one we always give all of our interviewees uh, before we say goodbye. Great. How do you arrange your game boxes on the shelf? How do I? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so we, some of us play Tetris, some of us do it by color. What, what's what's your, your poison? So um, I, I, my, my poison is um, my poison is most played to least played. So Ooh, interesting. I, uh, I, I do my I do my personal clothing closet that way, and I do my games that way. So I I, I, I set up my games on, on on my shelves, which I haven't had a chance to read at my new house. So they're just going to get mishmashed up onto the shelf. And then as I pull a game off the shelf, it goes onto the top, and other ones sort of funnel their way down. And, and like like most gamers now, I have more games than I have wall space. And so. Um, <laughs> So it's very easy for me to sort of um, move games from the bottom of the shelf into um, into storage boxes because I can't bear to let them go. Um, uh, but the games that I'm playing sort of um, you know sort of are always at the at the top end of, of my gameplay. And like I said, I do my closet that way too. I always you know I, I I put my clothes that I'm wearing back into the closet on the left hand side. And so at the end of the year, I can look at the right hand side of my closet and realize that. That the ones I didn't wear should be, you know, should be donated so I can make room for new ones. <laughs> that's that's wonderfully gamifying your life. I love it. <laughs> A little bit of OCD kicking in there. <laughs> well, look, thank you very much for having the time to speak to us today, John. Um, I'm really looking forward to Thunderstone. Um, by the time this podcast is out, I think most people will be able to go and visit the Kickstarter page and make it all happen. Well, actually, visit your retail store and uh, and and put their put their copy on order. That would be even better. <laughs> Thanks right. very much, mate. No, thank you. Well, we should, we should point out that Mrs. Zinza is actually quite lovely and not actually a dog, as the audio <laughs> to that interview sounds, Jamie. When that yeah, funny. yeah. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I think that might have just been a trick of the ear. Yes, I, I think so. Hey, the game's got meeples in it. You never mentioned this before. Meeples, you know, everyone knows I love meeples. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. So, look, one of the big things that is being added to Thunderstone Quest over the previous versions of Thunderstone is that you you are actually representing where you are and what you're doing and where you're going and how you're doing it. Yeah. Um, in the past, it's all been very, you know... I'm in the village now, and uh, and you just say you're doing the things. Yeah. Whereas here, you're actually physically moving from location to location, which I think is going to make a bit of a difference in terms of the way that you interact with the game and see it on the table. Yeah. I got a sense that there's a real strong narrative theme to this because it seemed like there was different um, tiles per whichever uh, quest you're you're on, which which gets me interested because that was where I felt legendary was it my legendary villains yeah. fell short because I never felt involved in, no. in the story where if they can solve that part of it, you know, where you, you feel like you're actually part of a story, that appeals to me. Yeah, that's what I thought. It, legendary became very mechanical. Yeah, and, and it's just a matter of you just going, right, we've spent a lot of time setting up, uh, now we've just got to get through it and then we can pack up and play something else. But what, this sounds like, <laughs> Thunderstone sounds like 
a little bit. I don't know if you're familiar with the games uh, Above and Below and Near and Far, which were kickstarted right. a while ago. And they they are, in a sense, little RPGs as well, mm. where you actually visit, you know, you, you're, you go to places within this tableau you're creating and you interact and you do things there. So it tells a little bit of a story. And from what it sounds like, with I think that with the game book that comes with it, Jamie, that it's going to be expanding on your experience playing the game by giving you a little bit, a strong narrative throughout. Yeah, that's, that's the thing I think yeah. appeals. Yeah, look, I'm really excited. Uh, having played the previous editions of Thunderstone, you know, th- there's automatically a bit of a barrier when you say, we're releasing a third edition of this game. But everything that they're saying and, and telling us about suggests that they've actually added to and expanded and made the game more exciting. Yeah, the thought about it. Like like he, he referenced the, the big geeky box for Smash Up. You know, you end up with a, a truckload of cards. Yeah. They've, they've given you something there which you can sort it all out and keep it so that you can get into the gameplay. Because who cares about setting up and packing up? You really want to get into the gameplay ASAP, right? Yeah, but you don't want the setting Always. up. I was going to say, you don't want the setup and the pack away to be too onerous. No, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like that's why they're facilitating the, yeah, the, the, the pack up and the setup. So it's not, it's not going to be a lengthy process. Hey, I've got the, um, you know, right now I checked out there's, um, the expansions that we mentioned or the stretch goals that you can already get involved in. Mm. Uh, the, um, there's the likes on their Facebook page and the newsletter. If, the, if they reach certain goals, I'm, I think I've lost the page now, but... You can have a look at those. It's on uh, https colon forward slash forward slash www.alderac.com. Alderac is A-L-D-E-R-A-C dot com forward slash Thunderstone. Uh, if you go there, you've got the links to both of those things. And if they they seem pretty close on the subscribe to the yeah. newsletter, they're about 2,400 of 2,500. Right. And they need a, a, a chunk more likes on their Facebook page, so it's easy done. Like, uh, even if you're not getting in on the game, it's worth yeah. just like going and doing that, so that all the gamers can get stretch goals too. Yeah, I like I actually like that. They've people have started doing those, adding those little things to their games. Where it's the social media, that's the engagement. It's the buzz, the well, hype. Well, it's clever. It's, it's get the people. word out. You know, yeah. get the word out about it before the Kickstarter, because it's only limited a limited time. You know, I saw. Uh, one of them, I can't remember the name of the game, was kickstarting, and they turned that whole thing, that whole social media aspect, into a game of bingo. Right. Where they had a bingo card, and, and literally uh, every time they completed something, a, a, square, a, a square got crossed off, and then when the rows connected and the columns connected... Uh, you got the goal that was at the end. So okay. it's, like, it's like a little mini game while you're playing the Kickstarter, which I thought was very clever. AG, have got, cool. AG have got a lovely countdown, um, like days, hour, days hours, uh, minutes and seconds ticking away on their website as well. And it's well, What I really love is the, uh, the fiction they've already done. They've just got short little bits of fiction, which uh, you and Kai will be very pleased to know is already much better than anything Magic has ever put out. Well... <laughs> It's not a high bar there, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a low-hanging fruit, I think that's the term. Um, but uh, they, uh, they've already started putting out just a bit of fiction to give you the flavour of the world and tell you what's going on and, and what the quest is about. Yeah. So uh, the Bandits of Blackrock, that's, that's the it. name of this, uh, this expansion that you can already support yeah. before the game comes out. 
<laughs> and they're already hitting us in the narrative. The bandits of Blackrock have taken a hostage. They demand tribute or the young woman's life is forfeit. It is time to light the signal fires and assemble a party to end this threat once and for all. And we need your help. And your help is uh, subscribe to the newsletter and like them on Facebook. The traditional sort of reasons yeah, exactly. that uh, thugs hand back a uh, maiden in distress. <laughs> yeah, okay, so they need... They're, they need, they're after 6,000 likes on the Facebook page they're right, uh, today, as we record, 5,132 and um, 2,500 on the mailing list and they've got 2,454. We can yeah. pretty much do that with, with uh, seven-line hand numbers. Get on board. Oh, Get it. on board, guys. We can. Not anything wrong with seven-line hand numbers. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Fair no, we're, seven-line hand well, we're, nearly at, we're nearly at 1,000. Yeah. Um, I've just been having a look at some of the artwork they've put up on the new cards and they've really come a long way with in respect to the art uh looking at the original game it's it, it seems it's okay it's but now, it's looking it? dated yeah. now these modern take on the cards they're f- for the most part they look pretty full art and um they're more vibrant and yeah it's interesting more I modern think. than more modern style. Yeah, so that's that. a good that's a good thing, especially. I mean, I mean, the completionists will go in for it anyway because you first, second, third edition. Yeah, but you, you can't, go that's in one for of the it. things you can't. If you if you got cards are plenty from the first two, you can't add them into the third one. So you know, if you're already no. in deep, you might think twice about it. But you know, uh, like you're saying, just you could the level completionists up and, would go through it just to have yeah. it on the shelf and say, yeah, bragging rights. I've got all of these editions of. Yeah. Uh, Thunderstone. Well, you know we're going to get it, aren't we, Matt? It's, well, yeah. one of us probably <laughs> yeah. will. Although, you know, I've got another one on my radar. So. Yeah. All right, I'll jump in and get it and we'll unbox it when it arrives. Do we know when this, <laughs> do we know when this one's going to complete? It's AG. It's 30 days. Oh, so but, but till they mail it out. 30 days to finish oh. the Kickstarter and then, then delivery. So, look, yeah. I'd, I'd say, yeah, it's AEG is a really good sign. They've usually got pretty good delivery times. Yeah, and that's why we're doing this show as well. Like we've been burnt before with the Kickstarter stuff. We'd love to support more people on Kickstarter, but yeah. it's such a risky thing. You end up talking about stuff that just doesn't ever eventuate. So you know, with this, with it being AG, you know, we're quite, we're not even quite confident. It's just, it's no. just going to happen. It's okay. like a, it's a cool mini or not thing. Yeah, you know, it it's, will. It's that. So, but it doesn't really feel like a. Um, like a pre-order. I mean, Kickstarters, Kickstarter board games are generally a pre-order for those companies that are well-established. Yeah. Let's be honest. That's what they are. But this, in a sense, is re-envisioning. You know, it's not just putting out the same product, which is, if you look at what Cool Mini or Not do, a lot of their oh, games, right. they're not, there's not a lot of... They're a bit samey. Different. They are. They feel they're starting to feel the samey. I'm starting to kind of love that, though. <laughs> After being <laughs> on this show, like yeah. loads of times, going, oh, I'm sick of it. Cool Mini United, you know, taking advantage of it. Now I'm starting to go, oh, good on Cool Mini. I can get, I can get a new uh, version of the same old game and I'm going to enjoy it and the miniatures are going to be awesome and away we go. But do you think, um, I don't know if I heard that in there, do you think this might be a bit of a trend now? Once, once you, know, you get bitten by the Kickstarter bug, once you've put out a kickstarter and it's successful do you then go back for a second bite or a third bite you mean as the pro- game producers yeah as, as oh, okay. um, well maybe it's AEG, a, well they do but you hear, you hear john was talking about how they're trying to get it so that you can go to your local store and and do yeah. it through them as well which even reduces the risk even further to the yeah. to the buyer right well i, I, I would imagine on the last 
last uh, on the last board games podcast we did, I was talking about First Martians and Portal Games, how they were actually doing the Kickstarter thing, but from their own website. So there was yes. no intermediary; it was all straight up for yeah. them, and they make no bones about it. That was a pre-release thing, but they added more content, they added more whatever, mm. but they were taking all, absorbing all the risk themselves. You know, so yeah. And, Oh, different. It, it's changed. It's a very changing face of the way we buy our games these days. The you know the brick and mortars are where it's at. If yeah, you well, want to develop community. Yeah, and well, that's that's what it's all about. I think the, the the main thing about board games and why you know I think uh, you know there's a, there's a strength in them is it's about community. It's about organised play. It's yeah. it's like John was saying. You know, like what what makes somebody uh, attracted towards a game? It's like if you have got the right person to play it with. You know. Yeah. Have you got the have you got the crowd to play it with, and that's what the like good games. That's what good game stores are all about. You know, it's I, you know I was a massive fan of Arkham Horror for years. It's like I could never you know, and I thought I wonder what it's like playing with the maximum amount of players. Huh. Never had the chance to do it, you know, because if we got everybody we knew, it was like well we got everybody we knew that's interested in playing it. You only got like you know, <laughs> I, I know you all free on the same day. It never happened, you know. So you're always doing like three four players, you know. So brick and mortar stores organized play. You, you're always going to be able to do it. All right. Um, any, anyone else got anything to add on, on uh, Thunderstone Quest? It was lovely to hear John. Just that I'm excited about it. I wanted to get here now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, what, what was cool about the interview and quite almost tangible over the airways was how keen John is about it because it sounds like he's, got, he's very passionate about the, the dungeon crawl and very passionate about the deck builders. And if, you know, it's just, if you've got someone like that driving a game like this, it's, it's going to be attention to detail, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, and, and I think that attention to detail speaks a lot, speaks volumes. When it comes to putting out a good product, comes to engaging with your community of supporters, and and I hope that they do that. They do, and they've already started with the social media campaign. It's a way of engaging with your supporters already. And, he, and he's got a bonkers way of storing his games. <laughs> I, but yeah. you know what's what's amazing? When we came up with that question, we thought I oh, will probably get two or three answers, and then I'll yeah, start repeating. I'm not so sure we've had a repeat answer to date. It's like everybody's got a different way of storing yeah. their games, and I, it's. Man, pat on the back for us, huh? <laughs> anyway, yeah, it amazes me what they come out with. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's yeah. that, actually. I, <laughs> I was going to say I found a new way of storing my board games, and that's uh, uh, in the no absolute order at all. So that's the unstructured. That's the Tetris. Chuck them no. on the shelf. No, not even Tetris. It's just because I've got you know gaps, I, yeah. I, and then that's so only because I moved things around. What you're endorsing. Yeah. All right, uh, let's play some music. Do it. Need some twos. Need some twos. All right, need some twos. Coming in hot. We'll start with a a bit, a few few comments from the uh, the what is it? The um, Blood Rage Facebook. I'm very impressed personally. Yeah. With Greg Carlos. It tells us that if Cthulhu didn't have his loyalty, he'd be a follower of Odin. He didn't want to upset the more powerful. Man. That's a good point. That is, that's a very yeah. strong competitor. I'm, I would definitely side with Cthulhu because. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Cthulhu guy. Yeah, but it's, it's a good call. I'm not a Firefly guy, but I'm a Cthulhu guy. <laughs> I can imagine Cthulhu is much like the mob. You know, you'd never leave the mob. Yeah, you'd fall, you'd fall through some of that non, yeah. non-Euclidean geometry. That's it, and then yeah. you know, none of the soon. Vikings had that. They had an, a rainbow, which is a very <laughs> significant arc. It's very trackable. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Once you go tentacle, you never go back. 
<laughs> You'd be spending your days scraping the um, muck out from under Cthulhu's toenails. Ex- excitement from the uh, MTG podcast mm. uh, wing. Uh, we've got a couple of new initiatives that are happening, and we sort of like thought, oh, do we keep them quiet? Why keep them quiet? It's like when you're at work and they go, oh, there's this news we've got, but we can't tell anybody yet until we've got you're the paperwork excited. done. Yeah, shut up. Let's tell everyone. What are they going to do? Copy us? <laughs> Who cares? Right. What we're going to do, apparently, Kai's getting himself a webcam. I don't know, you know. You can draw all sorts of uh, conclusions as to why Kai's got a webcam <laughs> yes. and what he's doing with it. You know, he lives, he lives a, a, an alternate lifestyle. However, uh, yeah, we're going to start live streaming the podcasts, which means that, you know, if it takes us, if you get like a two-hour podcast, you're going to get like about a three-hour streaming video of all of the nonsense and crazy stuff that goes on between. I'm telling you, most of the stuff that happens in between the <laughs> this podcast, how often have we sat there and just gone, you should have done this on the show. Well, now you're going to see it. Well, is this going to be what Periscope or something like that? I, I don't know. I said, look, the the tech of this was, is going to freak me out a little bit. I'd prefer not to have another thing to sort out. And, <laughs> and Kai and Aaron are like, we've got it covered. Don't worry, <laughs> sit back. So, yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll build a dress. You'll be able to see our uh, seven land hand is recording strobing blue light. We'll be able to see that. What we're looking at right now, yeah. which is uh, giving us seizures. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that we've got is you know how we bust the booster. Yep. We're going to bust the booster and then, oh, hang on, I've jumped ahead. We're going to <laughs> ask for questions for the Magic Podcast. I'll put a post out, like, of the week of the show. Yep. I'll say, we're recording the Magic Podcast. Who's got a question? We'll probably direct it to Aaron because he's the only one that can really answer it. <laughs> Have you got a question? Or for any of us, really. And uh, we'll, go, we'll read them out and uh, we'll decide on which one is our best artistic merit. Best one, you know, best okay. best insight, you know, insightful comment, whatever. And the comment that we decide on is the comment of the week. We'll win the booster that we bust, regardless of what's in it. Wow! So if we open a masterpiece, nice. you're getting the masterpiece, hey, I sunshine. Got a question for you. Yeah. What's the best version of Fog that ever got released? <laughs> oh yeah, okay. I've got to start this battle. Yeah, this yeah. Is a, don't 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 talk any more about this because uh, I haven't got I haven't got a, pl- a plan in place. But that the Fog battle is coming. It's yeah. Listen out for that, listener. <laughs> Hey, uh, Matt. What oh, you, referee. What, what have you got in Neats and Twos? Uh, well, I've actually got a, a shout-out back to us uh, from uh, Daniel. Daniel, yep. Yeah, in, uh, in Burwood. And basically... The, the guy with the most popular post on Seven Land Hand this month. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Uh, he's very kindly you know, shouted out back to us on his page, so... Spreading the word in, through, but he was a very active gamer over in uh, Good Games Burwood. Oh, was he? And he'd I been, believe so. Yeah, oh, you've been Facebook stalking him. Yeah, yeah. I have. Oh, right. No, he's uh, he's been very <laughs> open about that. that. <laughs> I don't Facebook stalk everybody that comes along. He'll be listening to just this the show. Interesting because, people. It's, it's just the magic ones that he's a bit. You know, I don't <laughs> yeah. know if I should delve in. But we thought he'll be listening to the show and then changing his privacy settings. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, just but we thought... blocking Matt McHale. It's Matt McHale, M C K I. I'm harmless. Okay, I'm totally harmless. Uh, he does uh, move his shoulders when he's thinking, though. But what we're going to do is, is that we're just going to shout back to him, and he is a basically he runs a music school. Yeah, uh, over in Burwood called Both Worlds School of Music. So if you're in that area, New you want to South do some Wales, book learning, music style? Yeah. Is that what he's doing? Yeah, something or like recording that. or something like that. I'm saying by the looks of it, it's it's an industry stuff. But if you want to find out and you're curious, get in touch with Daniel at uh, Both Worlds School of Music in Burwood. There you go. Neats and Toys brought to you by Both World. <laughs> 
Both Worlds Muse School of Both Music. Both Worlds. I wonder if that's a gamer reference he's got in there. Well played, nice. Daniel, if it is. Well played. <laughs> hey, we're um, we're going to start looking for sponsors. Yeah, sponsors for, for segments. segments. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Needs some toys brought to you by Both Worlds uh, Music Studio. All right. Um, so Blood Rage is uh, the Game of the Month special at the moment. We're giving uh, our good games are giving our listeners 10% off Blood Rage. All you got to do is state this month's password, which is, guys... Have you seen my longboat? So Have you seen my longboat? <laughs> Have you seen my longboat is the, uh, the subtitles to that. So at any good game store, anywhere in a pillageable, villageable, but do it quickly because <laughs> there's, only, there's only hours left of February. There is. You probably got... Hey, hey, hey guys. Hey. You see my longboat? There you go. Yeah, that's that's the guy in the parker in the in yeah. the park with the long Mac on. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Don't give him ten percent off. Um, yeah. So there's only a few hours of February left to get your hands on Blood Rage, and I heard on the grapevine that the expansions are coming retail now, aren't they? They the on the horizon or something like that. Yeah, too far yeah away. I think the five player expansion just arrived, and uh, yeah, more coming. And they're awesome. And Matt and I were lucky enough to play with all of those when we when we tested the game. And it was the first time we've done that, actually break yeah. out all the expansions as well. Well, most of them. But, I mean, when you see these things, you are going to lo- absolutely love them and you're going to want them. So it's going to be – then you don't want to be going, oh, I could have got 10% off the core game. So go jump on that now, I reckon, because, yeah, it's fab- fabulous. And you see loads of people commenting on our Facebook page yeah. have played it and they're crazy for it. Um, hey, guess what else is going off? What else is going off? The uh, the poll. Oh, right. Yeah, the new poll went up. The uh, I think I wrote one. Yeah, I voted for Road yeah. Batty again. Yep. <laughs> Road Batty again. <laughs> I did. Uh, and, and the results are in. Uh, so it seems that everybody agrees Ragnar Lothbrok and his group of misfits from Vikings. The show. See, I haven't watched that. Have you watched that show? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Quality? It's it a is. great it's show. Very, is, it, yeah. is it better than Lost? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely better than Lost. Much better than Lost. I think it's... I think it's actually the good version of Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Now that it's good. It is. Yeah. It's you know what's very on par there. How many uh, seasons is it? In uh, four or five. Yeah. Oh, is it that many? Okay. Yeah. And is it a Netflix original? Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Cool. It's, all right. Uh, it's not Netflix original, but it's on Netflix. Yeah. It, oh, that's right. Because it's like History Channel or something, isn't it? Also, it's that's actually right. it's yeah. factual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Hitler's lost underwear drawer. <laughs> <laughs> this week on the History Channel. Yeah, well, that'd that be like... Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Superman <laughs> undies. Funny. Who'd have thought of that? But, um, yeah, so it seems that Vikings have taken out the poll. Uh, everyone agrees that they are the best representation of Viking culture. Speaking of taking out the poll, that's Hitler jokes. But anyway, Karen. <laughs> followed, followed by uh, Eric the Viking. Yeah, that's who... That's the... I thought that'd yeah. be the fan favourite. That is a great movie. It Do you is. think it's just got... Too old now. Oh, it's like, people dated. don't know. No, but people don't know about it because everyone was born in 2014. Maybe. And, <laughs> yeah. And then, well, look at the cast. I mean, Mickey Rooney's gone. Uh, I don't know. Is Tim Robbins still alive? Yeah, but he's yeah. very good. He married to Susan Sarandon. Well, very, go. very serious. <laughs> After and you thought, but how can right, he, we, how can that serious dude that's married to Susan Sarandon be Eric the Viking? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I didn't get any of those conversations because no. you were both talking over top of each other. But anyway, back to my thing. Yeah, go on. Which was, uh, and the funny thing is, who didn't get very much votes, many, very many votes at all? Antonio who? Banderas. Yeah. And the 13th Warrior. And Valhalla Looks Rising. Looks better than the film. 
Valhalla Rising. Yeah, which I watched for the first time the other day, and I've realized that there is... I had to actually go back to IMDb and look, because I at first thought it might be a Scottish Highlands clan story. Yeah, you got attacked by my Scottish colleague from, uh, from work. Yeah, and I, and I said no. But Matt's not having a go at the Scottish people, but you know he's, Scot- <laughs> he's Scottish and he doesn't listen to this. So I just, you know, obviously he's just Scottish crazy on you. It was just weird. <laughs> I like, like I was expecting Norse accents or something like that. I mean, yeah. Mads Mikkelsen, for example, he is he's he's, he's legit. Yeah, he's Norwegian. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it just seemed like a lot of Scottish accents. But anyway, yeah. it uh, turns out it's uh, solidly. Danish. All right. Look, comment on any of our Facebook posts and get involved. If we read out your comments, there's probably someone that are on the Viking one yeah. that you could probably find right now. Oh, uh, for example, earlier on, Jamie, who did you mention the comment? He's got. He's... Uh, who did I mention in my comment? I mentioned. Um, oh, now I don't remember. Cthulhu versus Viking. It's very late here. Yeah. It's very, very late here. Look. Uh, that guy. I mentioned. I mentioned. This is gripping radio. Yeah, I was going. I was going to fill while you found it. That guy, will, uh, you know, he was the uh, Cthulhu versus Vikings guy. Yeah, he made the comment. Jamie wrote, read it out, and because he Greg mentioned Carlos. it, what was his name? Greg Carlos. Greg Carlos. See if Greg, if you're listening to this, send us an email at podcast at sevenlandhand.com, and you can get one of the many uh, badger types that we have. We'll mail it out to you. That's it. Crazy days. It's as easy as that. <laughs> And if, you, if your name gets mentioned at all, just write to us and, and let us know. Can and do, do it pretty quickly because we'll just forget that we did any of that, you know. Um, yeah, so podcast at sevenlandhand.com. Or if you've got a particular gripe or, you know, a bit of love you want to send to anybody in particular, you can send it to their, their name at sevenlandhand.com. Matt, you got, you got some else? Uh, I was just looking for the final. There's some rubbish comment here about, and I'm going to say it's rubbish. It's me, isn't it? Because Roy it's Batty. Roy Batty should yeah. have won this poll too. That's me. Oh, David. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to contact podcast at sevenlandhand.com. <laughs> get myself a badge. I'll take the <laughs> hot, I'll take the hot gar badge, please. I'll give it to you right now. <laughs> hey. I oh, don't, yeah, pin it into my bare chest. I've only got a single on Anyway, uh, Peter West's uh, yeah. comment was the good one. The one where he's piped up, rigged, I, I'm ass- I assume that there was something involving millions of dead people voting or some such thing. And let me tell you, none of these votes went to Eric. Eric would have won the popular vote and the Electoral College if this system wasn't so corrupt. Seven Land Hands response? Yeah. Mayor Quimby. Mayor Quimby. <laughs> are you, are you, uh, are you, so are you citing Seven Land Hand response or Peter West's? Peter West's cr- response and then my reply. I, I reckon Peter West's already got himself a badge, but yeah. since he got, he's, I think he's got the original Hyper Magic Nerd badge if he's got one. Uh, <laughs> he'll probably want to get one of the new ones. Anyway, there that's how it's done. So next week, literally next week, like a real podcast, guys, next week on the show, Burgle Brothers. Burgle Brothers. And you know what? I make lots of claims. Yeah. About oh, yeah. people coming on. Yeah. This one. Yeah. Is solid. This solid. is a lock. We've strapped down Tim Fowers. He's in the he's in the cupboard, locked yep. away. He's ready to talk to us. <laughs> We're gonna be doing that. I've taken up all his uh media appointments for the next month. Nice. Yeah. Just just to get this Friday next Friday coming Friday. Yeah, this next next <sighs> Friday we'll be talking to Tim Fowers about yeah. Burger Brothers and everything else he's done, paperback. Yep. yep. Uh, uh yeah. and an upcoming game that's coming I actually just got an email uh today for Fugitive. Oh, yeah, sorry, you mentioned it. Yeah, are you so on the Tim Fowler's hotline, yeah, are you? I am. Oh, right. yeah. I'll have to give details of that. Oh, as well. <laughs> All right. 
I think that was a podcast, guys. Done, and and this, this is what this is where we kind of just mumble about stuff while the music plays. This is like a this is a bonus episode too. So it is. It but it's a surprise for us. <laughs> Seven Land, uh, you had the Magic Podcast, and yeah. now you got this one. And then next week, uh, Burger Brothers. And then uh, in two weeks' time after that, you'll have uh, the MTG podcast to be back, and it'll be all video. Web like a podcasting machine. Something yeah. very scary is going to happen very soon, David. What's that? We're going to click over to 100 episodes. Well, how far is that away? It's not Where very far at all, really, yeah. with oh. all the foolery. Arbitrary dates and, yeah. and episode times and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But with all of these... Uh, Pushing the 500 likes as well. Oh, uh, well, Facebook's been on that for a while. This is episode 87. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know... 13. This is, isn't this like if you're a cricketer, you get out now, right? Yeah. So none of us are cricketers. So we'll play yeah, 99, 99 and then retire. 99 not out. Yeah, no, it's if you're 13 away. So it's unlucky. Oh, uh, there we go. <laughs> um, well, not out, but good night. Good night. <laughs>